Welcome to the Unnamed Saves podcast, or USP episode one. I'm Luke, and I'll be providing my side of the conversation from an SDR standpoint. My friend Felix will be providing his side of the conversation from a revenue enablement standpoint. In this episode, I speak about my process before the call, my mindset going into the call, and how I get that conversation started. We even stumble across a quick role play, a uh, bit of a ramble in that one, but don't mind. Felix highlights a customer's perspective or their point of view throughout that process, like what they're hearing, what they're experiencing, and how we should be thinking about their needs and their requirements before we even enter the chat. Um, as we go through these episodes, my hope is that you learn something from my journey from SDR um, eventually to AE and beyond, and Felix will shine a light on some tips, tricks, how to overcome some challenges, or just general advice throughout the journey. Thanks for hitting play. Let's go. So in sales, I have experience in front desk car rental. Um, That's where I started. Um, I I like just got a job by chance with my cousin. Um, We had a good time, made loads of commission, learned that sales was like conversations were going to make me money, which was really good. Uh, And then from that, I spoke to Felix, who advised me to fix up my LinkedIn. The recruiters will come. Funnily enough, a recruiter came that went to college with him, like which is insane. No connection. He didn't recommend them to call me. They ended up working for a (laughs) didn't send them my way. Ended up working for a SaaS company uh, for a couple of years, um, and they really trained me. They got me, chiseled me into shape, um, like making a huge volume of calls, but actually having great success, hitting quota, hitting bonuses, like really having fun with it too. Uh, And then I emigrated, left Ireland, uh, came over to Canada, similar deal in SaaS, um, and I'm being trained. Up, going up a level again. Um, and that's my experience. I've been working as an SDR for like three and a half years. Um, I, I deal mostly in emerging space, like two to $30 million companies. I regularly speak to the likes of directors, VPs, controllers, managers, um, anyone involved in the strategic business um, side of things, but on them kind of lower level emerging businesses just to let you know when i'm saying what i'm saying through this podcast it's going to be in relation to them conversations i'm not speaking to enterprise level reps if that makes sense yeah and i'm felix and i've look i've been in sales for almost 10 years i guess at this stage and i've done a couple of things i've been i've been an sdr i've been an ae and am i've done it across small businesses and enterprise um, but I've also moved outside of sales. I've been in sales strategy. I built sales teams around the world. And ultimately, I've been kind of working towards the role I have today. And it's what gives me a lot of energy. And that's helping salespeople develop, you know, working with people for them to see their true potential. And just so happens, I work with a lot of salespeople. So I'm in sales enablement today. And yeah, look, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm not in the sales. I'm not in the front line anymore. As much as I'd love to be on the shop floor, that Wolf of Wall Street opening scene with the everything being thrown around and everything, I, I dream of that still. And I live vicariously through you guys in sales. So my job is to impart any of the knowledge that I've picked up along the way. And I'm still learning. Like I'm still picking it up. I'm still reading. I'm still listening. You know, chatting with Luke. I'm still figuring out what's relevant, what's new, 
uh, what the reality is for you guys on on the ground, you know. So I think the the point of this podcast and why we decided this would be a great chat would be to just just trash that. Out. As Felix said, I'm always asking for help, uh, always asking for support, and uh, he mentioned it there. The reason why this podcast is going to exist is to get that peer to peer learning, maybe highlight some things that have worked for me and highlight some things that aren't going well. And Felix might help me on that live on the call. We may have some guests down the line, who knows, but it's going to be a familiarity sense of, you know what, Luke sounds like a guy that is in a similar role to myself and it should be relatable. Um, That's the aim anyway. You know, what are people going to get out of this? They're going to get, first of all, 30 to 40 minutes of you and me chatting muck about sales they're going to hear they're going to hear us have a deep dive on your week what's going on uh, what challenges are you seeing in the calls and what's going well you know there's lots of successes in those small wins that call that went well finding that you know that pain point uh, and setting up that demo there's lots of good stuff and i think really ho- hoping this is going to relate to a lot of people who you know have to make those calls every day who have to set up those meetings who have to go and ultimately negotiate deals. Um, and yeah, look, hopefully this gives you food for thought. Yeah, definitely. And so I think something to call out at this stage, um, if you're still listening, thank you. It's going to be unique. It's going to be, we're not going to be pushing a product or a software. We're not going to be relating it back to a specific industry or a specific need. It's more the process, um, the process around being an SDR, the process around enablement from a from Felix's standpoint. Um, but it's more like when you're sitting there on a Monday morning and you're staring at a phone and your head is not in the right place. There's a lot of relatability there where we're all doing the same thing. Some people are great and they're in the top 5%, but because they've done what we've done and they've asked for help at the right times. I'm hoping the people that haven't asked for help at the right times can listen to this and get some of them high level support and tips. Yeah. I think, I think finally, I think I'd say, look, genuinely, we've an interest in sharing some knowledge and, and hearing from people, getting feedback and, and talking about the things you guys want to want to hear and talk about um, and looking to just share, share the knowledge out there. I mean, democratizing some of that sales information because there's, like I said, there's so much of it. So, so Luke, where where do we start? Where do we start? I think we like have a bit of a laugh about uh, like <laughs> you ever sitting trying to prepare for a call before and you don't know how to start it. Um, me and Felix just did that before starting this podcast. <laughs> so we literally sat listen, talking to each other, going, "Oh, how do we open it? How do we open it? How do we? What do we do?" <laughs> like it's just the exact same as opening a cold call. That preparation beforehand, the lifting the phone, and as soon as I said to Felix, "Hit record," funnily enough, we started talking, and it's that same thing where you know what? It's like a bigger deal in your head, um, and that headspace of getting ready for the call, getting your mindset ready, making sure that the air conditioning is on the perfect temperature. You can do everything you want, but until you talk to people and you get told to basically F off a few times, you're not going to learn. So um, yeah, I, I think the way to go from this is like, why, like why we even speak about it? What, like we were planning to just continue chatting as friends over the phone and chat about, what I do is in my job, what Felix does in his and keep that information and help each other. Um, I think there was a light bulb moment when we realized what we're chatting about, like can actually genuinely support and help others. And 
that's the genuine side of it. And there's no alternate ulterior motive here. It's just, we have some good information that we speak about in a one-on-one on a phone call. Um, you don't record phone calls. It doesn't go out there. It's not really helping anyone else. And I forget most of the information because my brain's like a sieve. So if nothing else, <laughs> I can, I can listen back to all the tips that Felix has given me over time. Uh, and maybe there'll be one or two other listeners. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, that was so funny. Like the last 20 minutes or so, literally saying, how do we even open this conversation? And this is something that both of us have done and still do every single day. And for you, probably 10, 15, maybe even 20 times a day, depending on, on the activity levels you're, 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 you've got. Right? So I think that itself is such a, is such a topic. I mean, we're, we're so afraid sometimes of hitting into that Zoom or switching on gong or you know whatever picking up the physical dog and bone and and calling someone (laughs) and it's almost like what do you do Luke well let's talk about that when you get into it what do you what do you do to prep for a call that's always a good place to start yeah so I always look at the uh the, the website of a company you're about to call their landing page is there for a reason if they don't have a website fair enough but their website their landing page it's there and it's a promotion of their business. So all their best attributes will be right there. So I open that up, look at previous notes, whatever you're using, Salesforce, Dooley, if you're using a pen and paper, whatever, just look at them notes and look at the most recent ones. Don't be getting into the weeds too much. Then when I've got enough information and I've gathered enough of the, the intel that I need to be comfortable calling it, making sure I'm speaking to the right person, making sure that uh, these are my accounts, by the way, in my company, maybe you don't have that set up. Like in my previous company, it was more you had to make sure somebody else wasn't working on that account. Mm. Anything like that. Just make sure you're ready. And then give yourself 20 seconds before you make the call. You're ready. You've done your preparation. Sit down or stand up, whatever you prefer. Lean back. Breathe. If you have a window, look out the window. If you have somebody in the office with you, look at them. Focus on something. And when they answer, speak to that thing. So if I'm looking at the window right now, I'm staring at a window, I'll speak to the window. Imagine that you're speaking to somebody or something because they can hear that in the tone of your voice. If I'm staring into space or moving all over the place or I'm banging on the table or I'm a little bit stressed or I'm bent over, hunched over, they can hear that in your voice. Like, oh, hello. And you're a little bit stressed out. Whereas if you lean back, relax, call them like, hey, John, it's Luke here over. Like, and give your business name. Don't say, hey, how's it going initially? Don't like get too into the, oh, 30 seconds to speak to you. None of that. Hey, it's me from X. Yeah. Silence. See what happens. Oh, hi. Well, you know what? Funny enough, I was wait, I was gonna call your company. I was about to call just hey, it is Felix from XYZ Company. Hey, it's Luke from XYZ Company. Silence and just see what the response is. Just well, what do you want? Oh, and then go into your intro, and then go into what you need to say. Um, we get bogged down too much for processes, but yeah, before a call, it's always a as important to relax as it is to prepare. So I put them as a 50-50 of importance. If you haven't prepared and you're relaxed, you're, you'll be all right. If you haven't relaxed and you're prepared, you'll be all right. But if you've done both, great. If you've done neither, you're like, why are you picking up the phone? Like, just, yeah. <laughs> do, just delay yourself a little bit longer. Do one of them. And if you don't want to prepare, just make sure you're relaxed when you call them. Um, yeah, and be yourself. I don't know. Maybe I got into the weeds a little bit there, but it's something I'm very passionate about. The um, when people are first cold calling, if you have never, ever cold called, I've been cold calling for three years, maybe more. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, three, three and a half years or something. 
so my my advice is like tried and tested. I know what works. I've done that hunched over crap myself basically. So I don't know. Give it a go, and maybe it doesn't work. Maybe I have different advice in six months' time. Like that's the beauty of sales. My idea is just my idea. What do you think, yeah. Felix? No, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, I love I love that relaxed approach because that was definitely not me. <laughs> I've never had trouble talking, but I wasn't maybe always as outgoing. And and you know that 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 kind of myth that's out there. You need to be an extrovert to be in sales. And, and look, I ended up in sales through a roundabout way. You know, I did a, a business degree and a, and a master's in law. I took a job in sales because of the the great crash or whatever back in back in the the early twenty teens or whatever, and look, I landed in a sales role because it was the only job there. So I said, look, I'm here. I'm making a bit of quid. I'm making some money. I might as well try my best and get good at this. Um, and that really pushed me outside my comfort zone. Um, and like even just thinking about how relaxed you say you are, taking that step back, just acknowledging the world around you, and and kind of allowing yourself to relax and calm yourself before you jump straight into it. I mean, I mean, that, that's, that's phenomenal. It's just something I wish I had done because I was almost over prepared, you know, for me. And even today, like I'm jumping on a call or in meeting, go into a meeting, I'll always set objectives. And that's something I still think is quite good for, for salespeople. I might say, okay, this is an introductory call. I've got, four or five things I'd like to happen in this call. Number one, they know who I am and what my role is. Number two, I really, I've really got across why I'm having conversation with them. Maybe number three, a little bit about who they are and their role, and what they're responsible for. And then maybe, you know, having a kind of clear follow-up action. And I'll set myself those objectives going into that call. And if I can get maybe, you know, three out of those four or three out of those five, aiming for 60% all the time, then I'll rank it as a good call. And that was something I I still do to this day, even though I'm not directly speaking with customers anymore. Um, Because having having an understanding of what the outcome is, I think was something that always gave me comfort. I went in and even if I got thrown off through something that, you know, somebody said, or no, I don't want to speak with you or, oh, I used to work with your company and we've, we've had a bad experience. You know, you can get really flustered and thrown off, but by just having those four or five things written down, I was able to kind of, like you said, take that five seconds, 10 seconds to recalibrate and to still keep going for my objectives. Have you done anything like that? Yeah, and no. Um, I'm like, I'm so, like, I'm I'm getting closer to that. I'm trying to be more... Like, I mean, I guess strategic um, in that sense of maybe building that out. But no, I, I really haven't. So maybe that's something on, like, so you can tell, but if you're listening to this, that we haven't, we're trying not to prepare too much for these episodes. We're trying to make sure that there's a live kind of feedback from Felix. So he's like asking me stuff that maybe, he's never asked me before. He's never asked me that before. So I don't have that, but maybe through this, we can build that out. So when you say five or six things, let's imagine, right. I am about to make a call this afternoon. Like, regardless of what I'm trying to provide, regardless of what software I'm providing, none of, none of that matters. Like, what are five things that you would recommend me to try and bring into my, com- not conversation, to but markers to hit in that conversation to say, I want to extract these five things from this initial call. This call a cold call. They've never heard of the product before. 
just to make it a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, like, first thing, they got to know who you are, uh, and who your company are. So depending on look how notorious or how aware people are of your, your company and your industry, that may or may not be easy. So you might have to explain a little bit about who you are, who the company is. Uh, and look, that's always a key one. So then they can kind of place you. Once they can, once they can place you, then it's going to require you contacting me. So getting that across then is always is always pretty good. Um, and then what you do, or what I like to do is, you know, start having a conversation about them. So for me, if I go in like a, like one of those old school salespeople you see in the movies, you know, wearing the trench coat with all the with all the bells and whistles inside, saying, hey, I've got this for this problem, I've got this for this problem. I'm not I'm not going to go really, really far. Right. Because really, a customer is never going to want to talk about that stuff until they know what it means for them. So you've got to start understanding their business and what opportunities they have or what business problems they have where your solution supports or, or, or can help against or with that. So on starting that discovery is kind of where I start going uh, with, a, with a call. Sorry, do you want to so, jump in there? Yeah, so I've just taken a couple of notes So because I'm actually going to implement this stuff, right? So who you are, I, I, I usually do that. That's naturally. Um, why I'm contacting them. Yeah, but you know what? Whenever I'm not prepared for a call, sometimes that gets all, blah, blah, blah. you know, the verbal vomit comes out. So yeah, who I am, why I'm contacting them, starting up a conversation about them. I'm usually quite good about that. What was the kind of next, because you said discovery, is it is it like this discovery the next step or discovery part of the conversation about them? So starting to understand their role, almost clarifying, I'd say, is the next thing. So clarifying their role in the organization. So you've done some research. You, you say, okay, I'm contacting, I say, John. John's the IT manager, for example. So let's say John in IT. You're going to clarify, okay, oh, John, I understand you're in IT. Um, and I understand your role might involve this, this, and this. You know, and then he'll, he'll either say yes or he'll say, no, actually, it's this. Or he'll say, well, I'm also looking after this, this and this. And that's quite nice because then he's giving you information. And I think it goes to, you know, that uh, that other myth where they say uh, ABC, always be closing. I like to say ABF, always be finding, you know, and that for me is like <laughs> you're always looking for information. You're always picking up little bits of information. Uh, along the along the journey so for me asking some open questions to allow them speak that's quite nice so clarifying their role is a good place uh, to start yeah. uh, and placing them in the organization and um, and if if you know if you've already if let's say example you've spoken with this organization or you might have seen a name in your crm system who's spoken with your company before you can then inquire oh do you work with x y and z because that's helpful as well you might build a bit of rapport just by having that small name drop or even you might find out that that person's moved on they've been promoted and uh, something like that you know again that can be a nice way of kind of building rapport showing you know showing some credit that you've done some research or you know a little bit about them that's helpful and yeah. and then yeah then get into the the nuances of the role i mean look if you're contacting John and IT, 
there's a reason for that. You probably suspect IT is the typical person who you have a conversation with about your product. So you're going to then start asking some of your discovery questions, start understanding his current situation, you know? Yeah. So like to put that into practice, so I could be calling you, be like, hey, it's Luke over here at USP. I'm contacting you because myself and Felix have built out a really useful podcast. How are you currently opening your cold calls? I understand that you're working as an SDR over there at XYZ company, like something along them lines. Is that what you're doing? Like in the initial, obviously, if you ask um, what their what their role is or having a conversation about them, are you following that up then with, hey, I see here that you are an SDR over at XYZ. Um, like who, who are you currently working with or who's your manager? Or that kind of clarification on where they actually sit in the, Oh, no, actually, I'm not an SDR. I'm the SDR manager. I was an SDR two years back. Oh, interesting. Do you work with the director of sales? or do you? And then that I see what you're saying there. If you have that structure in your mind and in your head, you're kinda, you don't have to overthink. Like the Steve Jobs thing, Mark Zuckerberg thing. Just don't wear the same clothes every day. Like have the framework for different parts of a call that you don't need to overcomplicate. But yeah, I can see how that works. I, I do some of them things, but I don't have the structure which is a good call out. Some people probably do all of them things, but have no like in their head. They don't know in their head that that's exactly what they want from the call. So yeah, good, good shout. Um, and yeah, ABC always be closing. I thought that was from a movie. I honestly just. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary. Yeah. That's the one with the Range Rover. Well, that's a funny movie. Is it the Range Rover? They were he's like <laughs> coffees for clothes. Is it coffees for closers? Coffees for put closers. that coffee down. Did you hear? I'm not fucking joking. <laughs> coffees for closers. Yeah, favorite 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 part of that is Alec Baldwin saying, and second prize is a set of steak knives. <laughs> third, <laughs> third, third prize. prize you're fired. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very funny. One. I only watched that last year. Um, just yeah, that scene. <laughs> see uh, another little bit because I know we we're talking mostly about a cold call there. A um, guy that used to work with me in my last company. Um, I'm not mentioning his name or anything, but he like said something. He said a lot of stuff that stuck with me my whole life in sales. My whole life in sales. They passed three and a half to four years. Um, but this will stick with me forever. Um, and it's a cold call is only a cold call once. Yeah, it's a hugely important thing to remember. You call somebody and they say, hey, I'm really busy. They say, oh, understandable. Um, I'm actually free tomorrow at 2 p.m. I'll give you a call then. Yeah. You're calling it back tomorrow at 2 p.m. It is no, you've only said about five or six words, but it's not a cold call anymore. So people are like terrified of like making the cold call or breaking up. It's only a cold call once. So give it a go. Um, and if you follow this structure, which is, takes a long time to implement, it's not going to be a, hey, I'm going to implement this and I'm going to be having great calls tomorrow if you continually like bring in stuff like this like the clarifying piece start having a conversation about them why are you contacting who if you bring in the little bit of structure that Felix has gone over there it may take two months but after two months you're going the wheels are going to be turning and that's what we're all looking for is to get that conveyor belt moving do you know what something as well because I just like you said about having the structure I remember going to a face-to-face meeting one time and I was really junior I was a Mm. I was I was all buzzed. I was getting to travel to meet a customer in real life. And I was going with a senior account manager, you know, and I was like, you know, like the, the 
kid going to the match with his father kind of thing, you know, really excited, really young and full of energy. Um, and I was trying to be cool in the meeting, you know, relax, knew all my stuff, had prepared well, um, and was kind of, you know, the understudy. And what really, really struck me from that meeting was the sales guy I was with, who's really experienced, took out his book and he had like this big A4 kind of, you know, copy book kind of thing. And in it, he had written down a lot of questions he was going to ask the customer. And this was face to face. I mean, the guy was sitting 10 meters away. You know what I mean? You could you could hear, feel each other's breath. Um, and he was literally going through questions he had written down on the paper in front of him to the customer. And I kept thinking, wow. I mean, like, this is a guy not even prepared, but had the confidence to even just say, okay, I, I, I'm writing this down as you say it. And I almost feel like, especially us who were like, you know, most of us are selling virtually now, right? We're, yeah. we're over Zoom or we're on the phone. And we can have so much material open in front of us. We can have a, a physical pen and paper beside us, have a second screen open, you know, even split screen, you know, like I'm doing right yeah. now with a few things jotted down. I mean, there's you can you can you can have your structure just to the side somewhere and you don't have to read it. It's not a script, but it's something to refer to. And that, that always stuck with me that. You know, it's not an exam. You know, you're going in to meet a customer. You're going there to have a conversation. I'm going to take it seriously. And he's going to know I'm taking it seriously because I've prepared the questions I want to ask him. Yeah. And then as an SDR from like from an SDR perspective, all you're trying to do is generate curiosity, generate interest. But at the end of the day, generate some, like provide them with some piece of information that makes them curious about what you're saying. And that means from day one, the first day you pick up the phone, you can make them curious because you don't know anything. Like genuinely, it's easier to be an SDR, in my opinion, when you know less. Then the more you learn, the more you answer, the more information you give the prospect. And then next thing you know, you're like getting into the weeds and then they're saying thank you at the end of the call instead of booking next steps. If somebody <laughs> says thank you at the end of a call, it's a bad sign. It's a sign that you've overtalked and it's a sign that you've given away too much information. But yeah, it's um, having the notes and everything, but and then what you said about having pen and paper, I would recommend whether some people it's not for them, but I would, re- I've done it in the last six months, move away from pen and paper. Don't write anything down if you can, because if we're working in a digital world and you're double, like if you're writing stuff down in pen and paper and then you're converting that over to you're typing it out and then you're putting it into an op notes, I would just get a Google doc open and just get everything in there. Um, and yeah, just be very open about it. But, oh, what did you say there? I'm just taking down some notes to make sure that I've got everything down. And repeat it back to them. But, oh, I see, here's, you said this, 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 this. Repackage it, throw it back at them and see what they respond with. The great yeah. old Chris Fosk told us that. But um, That's probably yeah, a lot another of, chat for another day. We can, we can probably chat. go yeah. into a lot of conversation on that alone. And um, One thing you said, though, there a minute ago, before I went on my monologue, which is really interesting, when you were opening up that call, you were like, oh, you, you're not free now, but you're, you're free tomorrow. I mean, that's really, really interesting because I'd love to, I'd love to chat about how do, you, how, do you, how do you manage that when you ring up to someone and they're like, hey, uh, is now a good time? That's usually what people say. What do you say? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, let me ring you. Yeah, let me ring you. Bring, bring. Bring, bring. We'll get a little, we should get a little ring noise uh, for editing this. <laughs> it's a pigeon. Hello? Hey, Felix? Yeah. Felix, it's Luke over. Hello, Luke. Hey, Felix. I, I don't know if you 
have any interaction with us before. Um, I see. I was on your website there, and I've seen some great projects you've upcoming in the next couple of months. Um, do you have a few minutes to chat to me now? I'm actually busy right now. Actually, what am I doing? It's first thing in the morning on a Wednesday. Um, Felix, I usually make my calls earlier in the day. Does tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. work for you? Yeah, that might be all right. Let me just check. I'll tell you what I do, Felix. If 9 a.m. doesn't work, you let me know. I, I can make a call in the afternoon. Um, I'll send you over a calendar invite as well, just so I have a reminder of my calendar and we can have a proper chat then. So is 9 a.m. any good? Yeah, it's actually it's all right. Perfect. And I have your email address here, Felix McCabe at upc.ie. That's me. Perfect, Felix. If you don't mind, accept that calendar invite, so I make sure I don't book another call over that. Great. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> All right. We weren't, by the way, we weren't expecting to do that role play, so that's why I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm also an SDR in training, so I'm not, um, I'm not going to be perfect or crisp, but that's the way I do it a lot of the time, um, and that's a very natural way of me conversing. I don't prepare too much for them situations somebody could be in the middle of anything um but what i try to make sure of is i'm telling if i'm going to eventually be trying to book a demo with somebody i should be starting my, like booking in my own follow-up calls as if i'm booking in a demo so if i'm able to get them to commit to a specific time and i'm like controlling the times that i'm allowing them to pick that means whenever we're coming to the end of that discovery call tomorrow with 15 minutes where it's like hey that's a cool call over by the way like hey felix thanks for giving me your time uh just explained your background a little bit of information real structure we'll get into that later in the podcast but if they're going to book that 15 minutes slot they're going to have a phone. This is for a phone call now, not a, not a video call. Have a phone call with me. Spend 15 minutes speaking. The likelihood of me able to schedule in a demo at the end of that 15 minutes, like, I don't know the multiplier. It's, like, it's huge. I think most of them I book a demo with because by the end of that call, I'm doing the same thing. Like, Felix, good chat there. Um, thanks for giving me your time today again. The natural next steps here are to set up a screen share or a Zoom to actually look a little bit deeper into the product from what you said there's genuine interest there. So I have Monday at 2 p.m. or actually have Tuesday at this same time, 9 a.m. because I know that you're usually free at this time. It'll be 45 minutes to an hour this time. How does that sound? And it, like, immediately, I already know what times you're normally free because you've told me you're usually free in the mornings. Um, if I didn't say that on that little demo, uh, that little call we did, I apologize. But usually I'd ask what, like 9 a.m. in the morning, our mornings are usually good for you. Then you know mornings are or are not. So next time when you're booking a demo, you're like, hey, I know that mornings are not normally good for you. Let's book this in for 2 p.m. I know that Mondays are a whitewash, no chance. So let's do 2 p.m. on Tuesday. And it just, they're like, oh yeah, you know, you know some stuff about me. You know, you know my schedule a little bit more. Well, I don't know any of the information, but I know what you've told me. So it just provides a little bit more of they, they're secure in the fact that you're actually doing your job, you're paying attention, you're taking an interest. You, you, I think that's a big thing where you're like, well, Luke's actually paying attention to what I'm saying here. It's not, oh, Luke just wants a demo booked. So, Yeah, I think there's so much in that. I mean, the active listening alone is phenomenal. That's kind of a buzzword as well, active listening. Look, yeah. It's just listening. It's common courtesy to pay attention to somebody as they're speaking to you, instead of just thinking about what you're going to say next. So I love that because like, are you, are you jotting those things down? Are you typing them up in your little doc as you're going or the memory's just that oh, good? <laughs> no, of course. No, I keep notes on everything. I was, because if you're in a, if you're in a patch, if, if you're an account base, 
or even if you're just co-calling into accounts that are maybe everyone has access to the same accounts, you should be leaving information in there for the person that comes behind you. So even if it's not for you, even if you have a photographic memory, it's a little bit selfish to not be taking notes that John is a morning person. He normally sits down with in the afternoon because if I come along in two years time and John's still there, I should have some little bit of information. You know how hard it is when you look at an account and you have nothing. Whereas if you have a phone number and email, whereas if you have a phone number, email, oh, and you yeah. have three contacts, phone number, email, three contacts, you know what time of the day they're free. You know what their tech stack is. You know, like once you start, even if it's a slither of information, John said his wife does the accounts. Like that, that is a very important piece of information that people overlook. Like, uh, like that doesn't mean, oh, his wife does it. His wife is involved in the business or husband is, does the accounts. The husband is involved in the business. That's somebody that you should be getting their details of whatever LinkedIn, Zoom info, adding them in, getting their email maybe. Oh, they do their accounts. We have something that helps with that. Let's add their information here. Like that's not just a throwaway comment. And if you're not listening to what they're saying to you, you're going to miss a lot. Like you miss a lot anyway, but if you're not listening on top of that, yeah, it's not, um, it's as you say, it's not active listening. It's just listening and genuinely caring about what somebody's saying to you. Oh, I'm re- I'm not interested. Right? Oh, fair enough. Like you're not interested. Right? Like maybe did you have one too many cold calls this week or like what, what's going on there? Oh no, actually we have X, Y, and Z software. When's that expire? It expires in six months time. Usually six months later is a good time to get like an idea of the competitors to give yourself a better negotiation. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell you what, I'll call you back on Tuesday because I know you're busy right now. Like all of that is like, you're not active listening for them. You're active listening. You're just listening. You're not active listening for you. You're just listening and have a chat. Like if you say stuff to me now, Felix, we're like going for a pint. And you're like, oh, no, nah, look, I'm not feeling like it. And I'm like, oh, come on, let's go for a pint. Like, look, honestly, nah, <laughs> fuck off. I'm not doing it. I'm like, Ah, oh, Felix. Um, but what about what about what if I just do it tomorrow? What? What you'd be like? What is going on with Luke? Like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. I just told her I'm not interested. We're like, oh, Felix, everything all right? Like, how's the wife? How's like, is everything good? And you're like, oh no, actually, um, we're not feeling great this week. Maybe like it gives a couple of weeks off. But yeah, sweet. Tell you what, let's let's have a pint at the end of the month. And you'd be like, yeah, sweet, let's go. Like, what's the difference? Somebody works for a business, so they're not a person. I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting into it. But. Nah, but I love that. It's, it's back to ABF, right? Always be finding. And it, you find when you listen. And that's, that's something I think a lot of salespeople, I mean, the way we're trained as salespeople as well, we're trained on how to deliver a pitch. We're trained on how to talk. There's probably other, like I've seen it, there, there's, there's usually a section of every sales training dedicated to listening but it's one part of an eight part process, you know? So you're being trained to talk seven times as much as you're being trained to listen. And actually listening is such a big part of the job. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love that, Luke. I think that I think that's brilliant. Uh, I, yeah. I really do. And, it's also uh, important to know what to unpack. And then like, we'll get into all this, like I think active listening is a, we've kind of brushed over it, but like the listening portion compared to talking and when, what to clarify and whatnot. Like there's the, you could clarify everything somebody says and you'd be on the phone for 40 minutes and then you find out that they're not a market fit. So like there's, there, it's not just listening and clarifying. It's like, there's a lot of nuances to it, but um, yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say there? Nah, look, I, I, think, I think you're right there. I think look, that comes with skill as well, right? You, you start getting a feel for who's the right fit for, for what you're trying to, to position and what you're trying to sell. So yeah, that's an experience thing. But I think, look, 
we've covered a lot there today. I mean, we've gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole of picking up the phone to prepping the call to even doing a bit of a mock call there, you know, and you've got me booked in for demo tomorrow morning. I think, look, you've done well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, yeah, I think that it's important to, I don't know, like obviously we're having a chat um, when people are listening. This is like, this is going to develop as it goes. I'm a SDR. I'm with a new company the last six months. I've been an SDR for three, uh, three and a half years odd. You're probably going to hear from this episode to one down the line, the difference in the way I speak, the difference in the way maybe I'm like chatting about processes, things that I've tried that we've spoken about like this week, like there's always going to be something that I'm going to hopefully take away. And that means that there should be something that every SDR can take away. I'm going to take away them, like get a list of five things, get a list of five things that I want to get from every call. And I'm going to write them down. I'm going to have them up on a sheet. I'm going to have them up on the wall. And next week, whenever that is that we're recording, I'll let you know how it went. And I'll let you know if I agree. I'll let you know if I change wording. I'll let you know if I didn't do it at all because I just forgot about it because I'm a brain fart. But if there's something that you've taken away from this, fantastic. If there's something that you haven't taken away from this, like listening to the next call, just to see where we're going from here, because you're going to see my journey as an SDR and Felix's as a, a enablement, just see how this interaction goes. Because a lot of the time it's internally in a company where maybe you have an SDR and a coach or a manager. And it's that, you know what, they're your manager at the end of the day. They're like really, really care about you and they want you to do well for the business. Felix and me do not work for the same company. So this is going to be different. This going to be a genuine interest in seeing where I end up and seeing where he ends up too, because I can give him a lot of round up foot soldier side of, hey, this is what happens when you actually cold call people 60 times a day. And this is what, you get, what gets said to you. Um, but yeah, I think there's a good few takeaways there. Um, are we going to do the quick fire stuff or what are we? Well, I think I think you've said it there. I mean, look, the USP, the, the unnamed sales podcast, our USP for today is, Put down those objectives before your call and set yourself a score. You know, what does success look like? Because it's very easy to come out of a call and be like, that was a bad call. When actually you've got three of the five things, that's pretty good. You know more than you did going in. So don't be too hard on yourself. I mean, it's not an easy job. It's not a hard job, but it is challenging. So don't be too hard on yourselves. Set yourself some objectives. Take away what you can and look, there's no, there's no, there's no harm in going back. You know, ABF always be finding. Um, you know, that's that's kind of you leave that as our USP today. And uh, yeah, that's been fun, Luke, for the first yeah. one. Oh, it's been great fun. And then one ask, I think, if you're not, if you've uh, had a really good call before this podcast, like a real, you're like that was a great call. Just go back and listen to it. If you have a recording software, go back and listen to it and see did you get the five things that you find important. Um, like your best call you've ever had, maybe go back and just check. Uh, and you might be surprised to hear kind of what you've missed or maybe what, what you're kind of gained from that. But yeah, it was good fun. I'm looking forward to the next one. I hope somebody else is looking forward to it. <laughs> Two listeners, my mom and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are doing well. <laughs> I, I hope that echo is just your room and not the lack of listeners on this. But uh, look, guys, this is going to be this going to be shared out on a couple of different platforms. If you can, uh, give it a like, 
give it a rating, subscribe. Well, give it a rating if you like it. Don't go give them bad ratings. That's not going to help us. But uh, look, share, share it with a mate. I mean, we're, we're in a world where we're, we're working remotely. We might not seeing each other. We're not getting to chat as much about these things. And when we do get to chat, we're probably just catching up over that pint that Luke keeps promising me. So look, if you, if you found this useful, share it with a friend, someone else who's in this kind of, in this kind of environment like us, uh, whether they're enablement like me, trying to help sellers like you guys, or uh, if, they're, if they're a fellow SDR. I mean, look, it, it's worth getting the message out there. We're just here to help and look, we'll share our two cents. And if you've got feedback, share it. You know, if you've got questions, if you've got even things you're using, things that work for you, yeah, send them in. Uh, add a comment, contact us. I'm sure you'll find out how. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that. Sweet. Ciao. A cold call is only a cold call once, folks. Just remember that. <laughs>